Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get three-pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona Tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Hey all, welcome back to the Real Life Pharmacology Podcast. I am your host, pharmacist Eric Christensen. Thank you so much for listening today. Go check out reallifepharmacology.com. Get your free top 200 study guide. It's a 31-page PDF. Simply an email is all it's going to take for you to get that free resource. So uh, if you're a pharmacy student, nursing student, PA student, med student, definitely a no-brainer. A lot of the things I put on there, stuff that are going to come up in practice, as well as things that are going to likely show up on on board exams throughout your career, just like they did for me. So uh, go check that out, reallifepharmacology.com. Again, simply an email will get you access to that. The drug of the day today is Tadalafil. Brand name is Cialis. As a category, this drug falls within the PDE5 inhibitor category. It is primarily going to be used for erectile dysfunction and mechanistically how that works. So if you remember PDE5, that is phosphodiesterase 5 and the drug inhibits that enzyme. So what does that enzyme do? That enzyme, PDE5, breaks down cyclic guanosine monophosphate or cyclic GMP, it's it's often referred to as, which is obviously uh, much, much easier. So when there's uh, more cyclic GMP around, this can help stimulate erection, obviously. And by using a PDE5 inhibitor, it essentially helps keep that around. It prevents that breakdown of this cyclic GMP. Uh, Going back a little bit further, uh, if you're studying physiology, pathophysiology, uh, nitric oxide release is important kind of during initial sexual arousal. That stimulates uh, that production of cyclic GMP and then a PDE5 inhibitor will help prevent that breakdown of cyclic GMP. So again, primary use, erectile dysfunction, that's what I've seen it used most for in practice. Um, I do see it occasionally in practice for pulmonary arterial hypertension. And it's typically pretty easy to tell the difference. Um, Usually in pulmonary arterial hypertension, we use much higher doses. So in the 20 to 40 milligram daily range, Erectile dysfunction most often is probably in the 5, maybe up to 20 milligram range. Now, there is different dosing strategies. So you can do kind of a little bit bigger dose, 30 minutes before anticipated sexual activity. Or uh, there is a daily dosing regimen of 2.5 milligrams daily. Again, both can be utilized for erectile dysfunction. One other indication, I think I've seen it a couple of times, uh, but it's basically 
patients uh, with BPH as well as erectile dysfunction, so we can kind of kill two birds with one stone, uh, it can help uh, with some of the BPH symptoms. There is some evidence for that. Um, so that's kind of a little dual uh, purpose for that medication if you've got patients that are experiencing both those issues. Now, one of the most important points I think I want to make within this podcast is when you have a patient who's having symptoms of sexual dysfunction, you've got to make sure to go look at that medication list and make sure medications aren't causing it. Uh, we've got antihypertensives like diuretics. We've got drugs like antipsychotics that can cause sexual dysfunction. We've got medications like antidepressants that can cause sexual dysfunction. And there's many, many more as well. But those are kind of some of the highlights that I wanted to point out. And I want you if to think about medications that may be worsening this prior to adding new medications because maybe we can use a different antidepressant. Maybe we can use a different blood pressure medication, okay? And that might solve their issue rather than adding on another medication that's going to have an adverse effect profile as well. So with that adverse effect profile, uh, as you can imagine with the indication of pulmonary arterial hypertension, Lower blood pressure is certainly a possibility. Uh, flushing, headache, uh, GI upset, those are, are all possible and have been reported. Usually I would say most patients it's fairly well tolerated. Rare reports of visual color changes with PDE5 inhibitors as a class. So that is something to, to pay attention to. Again, uh, extremely rare. Um, those more common adverse effects, uh, the drop in blood pressure, flushing, headache, GI upset, uh, as the dose goes up, you know, it's certainly a dose-dependent effect. So as the dose goes up, you're more and more likely to run into some of those adverse effects. From a pharmacokinetic standpoint, uh, I definitely wanted to mention uh, the half-life Tadalafil has a much longer half-life compared to sildenafil, which is brand name Viagra. So the half-life of Tadalafil is in the ballpark of 15 uh, to 17 and a half hours. Okay, so typically as you're discussing education, educating patients, if we're using for erectile dysfunction, uh, that duration of, of action is going to be a little bit longer for most patients uh, using Tadalafil compared to patients using Sildenafil. So that's a, a good differentiating factor. And if you're kind of trying to decide between the two agents, um, that might be one thing that may or may not be important to your patient. But if it is important, uh, Tadalafil gives you a little wider window um, where that drug is, is going to be beneficial, and that's due to that longer half-life. Now, we do potentially need to be careful with dosing and that drug lingering around in certain patients. So, geriatric patients and patients with worse renal function, 
we're probably going to have to reduce the dose. Otherwise, we risk uh, we run the risk uh, or a higher risk of adverse drug reactions. All right, let's take a quick break from our sponsor and we'll wrap up with drug interactions. If you're looking for pharmacist board certification study material, please go support the sponsor, meded101.com slash store. I've got resources on the pharmacotherapy exam, ambulatory care, geriatrics, BCMTMS, and of course the NAPLEX as well. Your purchases there go directly to support this podcast. Uh, We've updated content on there annually, added more and more each year uh, to try to make those packages congruent with the content outline of each exam and obviously help you uh, pass your exam the first time. So go check out those links, meded101.com slash store. If you're a nurse, nurse practitioner, PA, med student, physician, any other healthcare professional looking for more pharmacology education, particularly real-world pharmacology education, we've got a nursing study guide, we've got drug-food interactions, drug-drug interactions in primary care, perils of polypharmacy, great resource for those that work in geriatrics. All those links you can find meded101.com slash store. And certainly we appreciate your support of this podcast. All right, wrapping up with drug interaction. So the elephant in the room with a drug like Tadalafil is always nitrates, nitroglycerin, medications like that. And because it has a longer half-life, remember I talked about that half-life being 15 to 17 or so hours, and it's got a longer duration, uh, it is recommended to avoid nitrates or contraindicated to avoid nitrates within 48 hours of each other. Okay, So that is different from sildenafil, which is only a 24-hour kind of waiting period or window there uh, to avoid. So and I've got this spelled out in a, a blog post on meded101.com if you ever want to check that out, uh, where we compared uh, the PDE5 inhibitors and some of the uh, recommendations for separation with nitrates. So if you search Tadalafil, uh, meded101, it should be uh, one of the ones that, that come up right away where we talk about nitrate separation with PDE5 inhibitors. Okay, so definitely go check that out if you want more info on that separation. Uh, When you're educating patients, uh, that is a really, really important thing uh, to think about, particularly uh, in our patients with angina and uh, cardiac problems. Other drug interactions, Tadalafil is a CYP3A4 substrate, so that can definitely lead to some complications. CYP3A4 inhibitors can increase concentrations. Plenty of drugs that, that can do that, erythromycin, clarithromycin, so on and so forth. Um, grapefruit juice as well, kind of not traditionally thought of in the medication space, but more in the dietary uh, supplement drink uh, type space. So grapefruit juice can increase concentrations of Tadalafil, put patients more at risk for low blood pressure and headache and flushing and, and all the other adverse effects there. Of course, CYP3A4 inducers can reduce concentration. So there's 
plenty of them out there. I've covered them numerous times on previous episodes, uh, carbamazepine, St. John's wort, rifampin, and so on and so forth. And then lastly, as far as drug interactions go, I want to mention blood pressure medications. Certainly having an additive type effect for blood pressure meds. Um, alpha blockers in particularly, uh, in particular, uh, specifically non-selective alpha blockers that can be used for hypertension and BPH. Again, you don't see alpha blockers used strictly for hypertension much anymore. Uh, there's plenty of, of negatives that, that go along with those, which I won't get into today, but um, keep in mind that that risk is, is there for significant drops in blood pressure when we're using other blood pressure medications on top of Tadalafil, and alpha blockers are probably one of the worst. Uh, now, the uroselective ones, such as tamsulosin, is probably a little less severe or a little less worrisome, but it certainly is something you want to pay attention to if the patient's reporting dizziness or falls or, you know, we've got some blood pressure readings that are, you know, getting down there, you know, below 100 systolic, that type of thing. Um, we better pay attention and, and make sure that Tadalafil is still appropriate uh, in that this patient, and it's not going to cause too much risk for them in relation to low blood pressure and falls. All right. Well, that will wrap up the podcast for today. If you enjoyed this episode, found it helpful, leave us a rating review on iTunes or wherever you're listening. That is very much appreciated to those of you who have already done that. Uh, go check out reallifepharmacology.com. Get your free 31-page PDF on the top 200 drugs. That's an absolute no-brainer. If you want to track me down, mededucation101 at gmail.com. Or you can find me, Eric Christensen, on LinkedIn as well. With that said, uh, thank you so much for supporting this podcast. For those of you that have supported meded101.com slash store, I greatly appreciate that as well. I hope you guys have a great rest of your day. Hey, Drew Scott here, and I'm Jonathan Scott, reminding you that life's better with a home policy from American Family Insurance. They can help you get just the right protection at just the right price and help you save when you bundle home and auto. Kind of like Goldilocks and the Three Bears. It'll be just right for you. We love a custom build. American Family Insurance. Insure carefully. Dream fearlessly. Get a quote and find an agent at AmFam.com. Products not available in every state. Visit AmFam.com to learn how discounts may apply to you. American Family Mutual Insurance Company, S.I. and its operating company, 6000 American Parkway, Madison, Wisconsin.